It's time for Carolina Blitz, the freshest coverage of Carolina sports and entertainment. Hosted by founder and editor-in-chief, Bash Ty Hurt. She don't play games. She covers them. You are now tuned into Carolina Blitz on ESPN 730, The Game. My name is Bash Ty Hurt. I'm your host and founder and editor-in-chief of Carolina Blitz, a website, a brand, dedicated to finding fresh and compelling news stories in and outside of traditional sports reporting and sharing them with you guys, the listeners and the fans in a way that's entertaining and fun. We are a credentialed media outlet. We cover the Panthers. We cover Duke, UNC, Tar Heels, NC State, and more. So make sure you're going to carolinablitz.com and following us on social media to check out our content that is updated multiple times daily. Now, we're happy to bring our brand here to 730 The Game. And if you follow us on Twitter, that you know that we love interacting with the fans of the teams that we cover. We value them. And we also like to do things a little differently. So each week we will highlight you, the fans of the teams we cover, and have you on as a special co-host. So if you're interested, we're setting up slots for next year. Our DMs are open. All right, guys, this week we have Matt Morrison from Panthers Twitter. If you are a if you're on Panthers Twitter, you know this guy. He's pretty active. Um, Matt, thanks for taking the time out to be with us on this show as the year closes out. Tell us a little bit about yourself, where you're from, and your teams. All right. Uh, first of all, thank you for having me. Um, I'm a lifelong Panthers fan, first generation, whatever you want to call it. Um, yeah, I've been following the team since, since I was yay high. Um, I've also been a Hornets fan. Um, they're, that's basically my first love, NBA. Uh, that was my first pro sports league that I got into, so I've been a lifelong Hornets fan. Uh, and thanks to Michael Jordan, uh, I am a, a diehard Tar Heels basketball fan, so those are my my, uh, my affiliations. I, I guess I don't have to ask you who your favorite player was growing up. Actually, uh, of course, yeah, Jordan was my favorite player, but if you if you had to ask me another one, I have to go with uh, Shaq. Okay. I, I love I love the big man. Maybe it, maybe it was his off the court antics, but yeah, I was a big Shaq fan too as well. Really, I liked. I was a Penny Hardaway fan. <laughs> look, most I tell most people I like. Look, we love Shaq and Kobe, but Penny and Shaq was the OG version of that. We almost they they definitely were, and it sucked because and I low key was mad at Shaq for years because yeah. I loved the Bulls, and then after the Bulls, it was the Magic. But right. I liked the Magic as a squad better because they were younger than the Bulls, and they had more swag. And you had Shaq, and you had Penny. And then when Shaq left to go to the Lakers, I was like, man, I don't even like Shaq anymore because. <laughs> Cause that was like, that was, that was, that was kind of Kobe, Kobe and Kobe, Kobe and Shaq before, before Kobe and Shaq. Yeah, so. yeah. That hurt when he left. I was like, man, they can do damage. They could be a problem in the East. And he just, you know, he bolted for La La Land and it changed everything. Changed everything. All right. So we're going to hop right into it. The Carolina Panthers, they have three games left. They got a little bit of draft help last night from the Chargers, and they defeated the, um, not last night, but uh, Thursday night, they defeated the Raiders. And there was some talk on the TL, of course. Um, If the season ended today, Carolina would pick fifth behind the Jets, Jacksonville, Cincinnati, and Dallas. Matt Rule and the players, they've been saying since – 
the last couple of weeks that their goal is to win out, of course. But realistically, Matt, how many of the remaining games, and they have Green Bay, Washington, and New Orleans, do you see Carolina winning? Uh, um, the, the, the draft Nick and me says uh, zero. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the, um, depending on how the, uh, the last, you know, how things are set up in the, for the playoffs, uh, for other teams in week 17, because we know I know how that goes. Um, maybe one if the Saints, you know, can't change their draft, I mean, their uh, playoff position, uh, they may rest their starters like they did last year. And, you know, we might mess around and win that game. But realistically, if that's not the case, I, I have a hard time seeing us, you know, uh, finishing the season with a win, considering we're playing, like I said, the top two teams in the uh, conference who are battling for that. That that one number one seed right. the only buy, so it, it's it's kind of hard for me. My heart wants to say, yeah, we might squeak one out because we're the Panthers and we do that. But uh, realistically, I, I, it's hard for me to see a win. No Washington, though. No? <sighs> uh, that's gonna be a dog fight. But at the end of the day, that defensive line, Ron built. Let me, ta- uh, let me tell you what, Ron Rivera, Ron Rivera is going to get that get back against. The yeah, Panthers. I was like, and plus, you know it. They he he all you gotta say is man they let me go and you wouldn't you wouldn't have got me if it wasn't for them so go out and get it and um look uh, those, yeah those guys are gonna play for Ron Rivera I don't see the Panthers winning any of these games mm-hmm. uh Green Bay no Washington typically I think they're gonna play I think Washington is going to be a good game yeah. but I think that Washington has is gonna have a little more juice in their tank because of the Ron Rivera association and then also they still have something to play for like they're playing right now they lead the nfc east right and then new orleans i don't think they rest their starters you know drew Brees hasn't played so i feel like if he's gonna play in the playoffs he's gonna need to get some reps and i think that they continue to try to play out um through the through the rest of the season so at this point at this point right now with the panthers is winning or is draft and position more important Draft position, and I know the argument on the timeline has been: Do you establish a winning culture, or do you you play for draft position? And I say draft position because, look, I know the elephant in the room is Teddy Bridgewater. I think we've seen, or most of us have known, that this is what Teddy is. There's no shade to Teddy. He's a he's a, a middle mid level quarterback, and he's not going to elevate guys, but he's not going to most of the time make the mistake that costs you the game. Now he has this year. Uh, but nine times out of ten, you see most of his career, he's not going to do it because he just doesn't take that chance. And from what I've seen from Matt Rule and the staff, this team is fighting, and that's what I wanted coming into the season, considering the fact they overhauled every, just about everything. Mm-hmm. I wanted to see this team compete, and they've done that, and I think he's established that. These teams are going to fight. They, I think they've only lost by double digits twice, and both times were to the Buccaneers. So with that being said, I don't think with him will be this high again. Like, honestly, if we don't win any more games, and I think Dallas may pull one out before it's all said and done, we could be drafting fourth. I don't see Matt Rule Company getting that high ever again. And with the way this quarterback draft or the way the quarterbacks are this year, as loaded as they are, this is your chance to get your franchise signal caller. So if you're building forward, the best piece to have is a franchise quarterback. You have that piece. All you have to do is build build around it. And I think right now, if we just put ourselves in that position to do that, because maybe 
they don't even stand padded for. If you sit at four, you can jump up and maybe go get uh, go move up to two. Yeah, you get uh 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 Justin Fields maybe. You know, so you never know. You just need to put yourself in that prime position because, like I said, with this staff and the culture that rules building, I don't I don't see us ever drafting this high again. And unless you're planning on trading back and just collecting more assets, if you're gonna be this high, go go ahead and put yourself in the best position to get a quarterback. Yeah, I, I agree. And if you're just now tuning in, you're listening to Carolina Blitz, the radio show on ESPN 730 here in Charlotte. Um, we're talking to Matt, Matt J underscore Morrison on Twitter, part of Panthers Twitter, Panthers Nation, also Tar Heel fan, Hornets fan. So we have we have a hometown and you live in Charlotte, right, Matt? Yes, I do live Charlotte. So um, we have a hometown guy on the line and we've had a couple of Charlotte guys online. So that's that's always a good thing. What you're saying is 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 important, and to me, it's a testament to Matt Rule, and it goes right into my next question because with you saying that you don't, with what Matt Rule is doing, you don't see the Panthers drafting this high in the near future. Like, would you say that Matt Rule has exceeded your expectations? What were your expectations for him coming into the year? I, I honestly, I went into the season with open because I didn't know what I got what I was going to get from Matt Rule. I kind of mm-hmm. just took the template. And what he had in college at uh, Temple and Baylor, the first year, he was basically implementing his his culture and what he wanted to do. So the wins was never there in his first year. That's at Temple and at Baylor. And then you've seen the progress in the uh, second year at both those programs. Now it's a little different because this is the NFL and everybody's professional. Everybody gets paid, so it might not translate to wins as we think. But I think with the way the division is shaking out with, with Brady probably going to be on his last leg. This might be it for Drew Brees and the Falcons kind of almost in the same boat as us trying to figure out what they're going to yeah. do. This is the best time to continue to implement that plan. And that's why I say getting the franchise quarterback. Now getting the guy, you know, is going to be your guy for the next, next 10 to 15 years, maybe is, is important because you want to seize on that momentum of the division. You can get a strangle. Cause like I said, Tampa Bay, and New Orleans are going to have to figure out what they're going to do now that their guys are going out the uh, building. And Atlanta's still trying to figure out what they're going to do with Matt Ryan, considering like the money that he's going to be owed and whatnot. So now is the time. So as far as Matt Rule goes, um, I say he exceeded my expectation because honestly, I'm, I'm going to keep it 100. I was like, knowing what I knew from him in college and um, knowing what we were bringing in this year, I expected, okay, look, we're going to be in the Let's call it what it is, the Trevor Lawrence sweep We're going to be fighting for that number one. Yeah. He, he exceeded my expectations by getting a, a couple of wins. And um, like I said, they haven't looked like we've had our issues with, with, with what's going down in the season, but they haven't been blown out. Like I said, yeah. two times they've been they've lost by double digits. And I think, like you said, you, you, you see how it is on the uh, timeline. I think what it is is, look, man, there were like six or seven games where we're in it to the end. Like we were, we were going to win it and we've all, and that's where the most of the chaos has come from the time. Like, look, if we just had a quarterback who elevates the game, just he didn't even have to be great most of the time. Like if he just elevates us, we get what four or five more wins. And we're we're talking about, you know, pushing for that last spot in the playoffs. And that's, that's where the chaos comes in. It's like, okay, we, we have the talent. We're building it on the, on both sides of the ball. Let's get the, the the most important position in the sport. Let's get that right, and I think we get that right. Then everything else you can build around it. 
I absolutely agree. I think that, and, and, you know, you saw the difference when the Panthers drafted Cam Newton, they went all in on the tank and it was cool. And I feel like, honestly, I feel like Panthers fans would have understood. Okay. Listen, guys, we, we basically gotten rid of all of our pieces and this is part of the frustration. Panthers fans were Panthers fans were frustrated about Cam Newton. Mm -hmm. To me, understandably so. I don't like the way the organization let him go, but he still had more left in him. And to see him with these, I think a lot of people would have loved to see him with these weapons, but that didn't happen, right? But the we saw the way that the franchise changed once they drafted Cam Newton. And Mm -hmm. they say, you know, some would say there's even some on Panthers Twitter will say, Oh, well, we will win out and then we can we can possibly draft a quarterback next year. I mean, uh, people are saying, Sam, how I don't see the next year's draft class being as good as this year's draft class. And then when it comes to Matt Rule, honestly, my expectations were low because I'm not a fan of college coaches going to the NFL. Right. And I didn't think that he would translate well sometimes those college coaches have that daddy syndrome mm-hmm. and, and it's not, you know, they don't, they still look at these players as little kids with hoop dreams, as opposed to grown men who have families mm-hmm. and who are getting paid. And I think Matt rule has made a good transition. And I also like the way that, like you said, this team has fought and they have been in these games, which shows promise. Now, last week, last week was rough for two gloves. And you, yeah. you talked about Teddy just being able to elevate the game a little bit. Honestly, I hadn't seen that much Teddy slander on the TL or everywhere, anywhere, all season. Do you think that it was warranted? Was it fair? Did the people go overboard? I mean, we, we went a little overboard most of the time. <laughs> I'm, I'm not going to you, – you've seen how it's been. It's, a little, it's just a joke. And Teddy himself got in on it. Like, it was, it was a little back and forth. Yeah, what happened? Um, well, you know who you know who got into it, Teddy, and that became his, his, his nickname and stuff. But – I think uh, with Teddy, like I said, he's a like I said, he's a. I'm not calling him a bad quarterback, but he's not a great quarterback. And and as as you can see now, you might damn near need a great quarterback or a above average quarterback. I mean, Justin Herbert the other night, like you I was the Panthers wanted to draft him right, and and and, and that's what was my thing. Well, I didn't even like him coming out of college. like I was like, and that made made me more do the Oregon how Oregon used him as opposed to how good he actually was. Mm. And like I said, I, and if he would have felt, I'll probably been upset with the pick, and I would have gladly been like, look, I was wrong. That's my guy for the next ten to fifteen years. <laughs> like I, I would have been upset because I was more on the side. Look, if we're gonna take a quarterback this year, let it be Tua because I see what Tua can do, even though mm-hmm. the injuries kind of scare me. I, I know what he can do, and that that just goes to show you that like my 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 friend is actually a Chargers. He's been a Chargers fan most of the time I've known him, and he was like, "Man, look, Philip was good, but I'm looking at this kid, and I was like, we got a shot now. Like I, everything, every bad feeling he's felt about the Chargers, he he said is is done now. As long as I hate to say it." The new coach is good because I don't think Anthony Lynn lasts to the end of the uh, oh, season. Oh, come on. I, you can't get rid of him one year into drafting a franchise quarterback. Look, uh, look, that that kid is special. And the fact that you decided you wanted to – it took uh, an unfortunate puncture lung of – um, his name is escaping me now. I can't uh, – Tyrod Taylor. Yes. It, it, it took a, a puncture lung for you to go ahead and start him. And, like – Remember, his first game was spot duty against the world champs. That man went toe-to-toe in his first game with Patrick Mahomes. 
that lets you know how good. Like, how did you not look at that and see? Like, I know the season was truncated, but you had to have seen something in in, in her in, in uh, the truncated training camp or whatnot. Yeah, you know. if you if you watched um, Hard Knocks, they. Yeah. I watched it, and the guys, the players were like, yo, this kid's special. This yeah, kid's nice. Good. I think I understand what Lynn kind of was doing because, and I think maybe he didn't throw him into the fire because, like you said, it's been an abbreviated season, minimal off season. He kind of wanted to get him used to things, and it just so happened that uh, due to an, an unfortunate uh, circumstance with Taylor that, Herbert was able to go in and get playing time, but I mean, come on, you got to give Lynn a little more time. It, it, it depends. Like I said, like, you got the quarterback now, and that was the thing. You're in LA, you're going to need something to bring eyes to yourself because you got the Lakers, the Clippers, uh, USC, UCLA, the uh, Dodgers. You know, you got to bring something. So you got one of the best young signal calls of football. So you, so maybe they, they keep him another year. I, it's look, I always, Advocate for the brothers keeping the job, especially in the National Football League. That's why I want Eric Bieniemy to get finally get his his just due. But it's like those late game situations that that might be more more coaching than it is the players because the Chargers are what five we got five wins now. They you can make an argument they should have eight or nine. <laughs> oh yeah, I mean you can make the argument that the Panthers should have those but, wins also. Yeah, well, but, but we, but we, like you said, we've known, we know what the issue is with the Panthers a little bit. Like, is Teddy the issue? He's not the, um, he's not the main issue. And I'm, I'm going to say that because like I said, to most of the people I tell them my time, look, we understand. We knew coming into this year that the defense was going to be a work in progress. Mm-hmm. Now, we we see that uh, Brian Burns is much better than the gunner that he played most of his rookie year, and we found a gem in Jeremy Chin. And I pray, just I know, I pray that uh, that Jeremy Chin still walks away with defensive rookie of the year. I know Chase Young is coming no, on. No, it's not. It's I'm, not going to happen because I I, I, I I hope the writers and the voters, whoever look at the tape, the uh, the tape of the whole season. They won't. This kid, this kid has been. They're not going to look at the tape. Jonathan Alexander, shout out Jonathan Alexander yeah. for the Charlotte Observer. He writes for the Charlotte Observer. He put out a piece uh, yesterday, I think, yeah. or Wednesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Anyways, earlier this week. Mm-hmm. where he had reached out to to voters for that award and yeah. only two of them said that they had they picked Jeremy Chin to win that award. Yeah. It, it, like I said Chase Chase has got the splash plays plus it was in most people's minds oh, already he's right. Oh now yeah. he's living up to it. Okay, now now he's earned it as opposed to, we've seen what Jeremy Chin has done all year. I mean, he he outscored our offense in Minnesota. That tells you how good he is. Like so Back to my original point that we knew the defense would be a work in progress. With all that being said, like I said, about six or seven times this year, we've had a chance to go win a game or tie the game, of course, overtime. Seven, seven, seven. times, and and, it, and we're we're over. We're, we're we got love on us. Like it's not it's not come through. And like I said, it's not all on Teddy. But at the end of the day, and this goes back to why most people are so passionate about Cam. It's not the flair. It's not the play. It's just like every Sunday. You go, you went, into, or every game you went into it with Cam Newton on look, look. Maybe, maybe uh, the offensive line's banged up, or maybe we're down some weapons. But I got that guy on my team. Mm. I got a shot, and you want to feel that with your quarterback. You may not have the best quarterback on the field that day, but it's like my if, if you give my guy opportunity, he'll make the most of it. 
And he can't just always deliver. That's a good point. But he delivered enough. And I want to feel that with a quarterback. Mm. I knew what I knew what I wanted with Teddy. And like I said, those seven opportunities were Teddy's uh, chance to show us, uh, the fan base, hey, I can get the job done if you just do it right. But he just hasn't delivered. And that's no knock on him. Because uh, like, it's a knock on him. I mean, it is a it is a knock on him because I'm saying in, I'm saying in the sense like I knew what you were before when you got oh, here, okay. I see and, what you're and, and I gave you this opportunity and you just basically proved me right. Okay. So it's not like I said, it's not a knock on him because I knew what you were already. Well, to him it would be a knock. Basically, you're saying that Teddy was some mid and he's living up to the fact that you thought he was some mid. Yeah, like okay. I, everybody everybody gets hung up on the oh he went five and oh. In New Orleans last year, I was like, "Well, look at the context of his five and zero. Yeah, it's different. Their defense, again, like like this year, is playing like it was playing lights out. They're yeah. giving short field. He had Alvin Kamara and Michael Thomas. He was basically handed the keys, like, look, this is Ferrari, man. Well, you know, he did basically the same thing. He was a he was a game manager there. He did he mm-hmm. did enough where he didn't he couldn't. Hey. He didn't have to mess things up, and that's what he did. He he yeah. maintained. All right, if you are tuned in, or if you're just now tuning in, or if you've been listening, you're checking out Carolina Blitzer Radio Show on ESPN 730 on the line with Matt J from Twitter. All right, we're going to go to our next segment, Blitz or Block. I'm going to pose a question to Matt. Uh, he's going to blitz, meaning he agrees with it, or block, meaning he disagrees with it. We'll have a brief discussion um, so the mellow ball, the mellow ball has impressed so far during the Hornets preseason. Mm-hmm. His flair seems to be exactly what the Charlotte need, like exactly what Charlotte needs after losing QB one blitzer block that Lamella will be a bigger star in Charlotte than Cam Newton was. Mm. Man, that's tough, huh? That is because uh, Cam was a quarterback in national football league, but, to get a star in the NBA is something because if you don't have a star, you really don't have nothing in the NBA. And if he can get to that level. <sighs> it's early, but I'm going to make you pick a side early. Oh, you know what? Cause I've seen what, I, what I've seen. I like, cause I was just like, I don't know if he's going to hit it or not. But from what I've seen in this three preseason games, I'm going to say blitz. I'm going to say, okay. If, if, if he becomes a star and I'm talking about he, a bigger star than Kimball was here and that wasn't that big of a star, but if no, you see, I think he's gonna be a bigger star than Kimba. Yeah. But Cam was a star in Charlotte. You mm-hmm. saying that he's gonna be a bigger star than Cam was? Yes, because here's why Cam also had the off-field stuff, whether it was good or bad, or like what you thought about it. And he had the off like his wardrobe was a topic of discussion outside of just his play with Cam Newton. LaMelo already kind of comes with that, you know, considering who his family is and mm-hmm. whatnot. So if he's good. Oh, you best believe you know who's going to come popping up and, you know, flapping off at the gum. So we might see a lot more of LaMelo. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so. I, you know, I'm on the – I asked the question. I'm, I'm posing this question to Matt, and it's hard for me to even answer it. I think that NBA stars are bigger. If you're an NBA star, you're probably a bigger star than if you're an NFL star. That's just off – that's just what it is, you know. Um, I think that the NFL's biggest star probably is Tom Brady. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I feel like LeBron is probably more uh, more well known than Tom well Brady, yeah. just because I mean globally, globally, globally mm-hmm. basketball is just a bigger sport. Um, I you know, Lamelo Ball. Somebody pointed out Lamelo Ball has like six million 
Instagram followers. That's huge. And right now, what he's done, and I'm going to tell you why, I'm going to blitz it like you. Mm-hmm. I don't watch preseason NBA basketball. Oh, who you telling? <laughs> okay. I just don't do it. I and honestly, I'm gonna I'm gonna keep it a buck again. I cover college basketball. So I cover Duke, UNC. So I'm usually knee deep in college basketball during the majority of the regular back, uh, NBA season. So I don't start really paying attention to NBA until after March Madness is over. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I have watched all of the Hornets preseason I games. I, I this this how 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 hype I am about Lamelo Ball. So his Orlando his uh, preseason game against Orlando was on, and so was the um, the Thursday night game between the Chargers and Raiders. You got the Hornets. I had, no, I had a split screen, but with my with my split screen, you have you can only have one sound yeah. at, sound at a time. I had the sound on Hornets. That, that's how, and that's with Justin Herbert playing. I like watching Justin Herbert play now. That's how good he is. But my eyes was on Melo, and especially when he was in the game, I would click, I make sure it was on that, and I was watching. And it was just, it was fascinating. So I think, like I said, he has the he has the following on social media. Plus, you got to factor in he played overseas, yeah. so and it's a global game. So he he's got fans over there. So if he gets bigger, then we're talking about a big star. And like I said, as much as I love Cam. NFL is so shield team oriented. Like I said, yeah. the biggest star in our game still is Tom Brady, even though Mahomes is. Yeah, I no disrespect. Yeah, Mahomes is up there, but no, he doesn't have the cachet that Brady has. Brady has. I'm saying yeah. Brady had Brady had to do all that to get that cachet, and Mahomes still has to win more for him to even get to that level. As opposed to Melo, might just make a couple of All Star games and just be a, a top ten player, and not even. Maybe not even get to a conference spot, and he might have more clout in the city than anybody. Like the NBA is a global game, and I think with a guy like Melo and his skill set, it the sky's the limit. So I'm, yeah, I'm gonna blitz that. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm gonna blitz it to you. I kind of in in describing it and talking it through. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I just for the mere fact that I'm legitimately watching with interest Charlotte Hornets preseason yeah, game. Yeah. I think this team has so much swag. Uh, I hope this city shows them the love that they should. And I hope that they, I, and it's part of it's on the Hornets also. They mm-hmm. have to really promote this team in a way that they should be promoted. It can't, you got to get some young swaggy people to promote this team because that's the way the team is. And that's how they're built. All right. Final one. Which was made about Matt Rule's comments about Teddy Bridgewater's decision-making at the end of the Minnesota game when he said Bridgewater didn't kind of then he didn't follow the chain of commands did you did you see those comments yes i did all right blitzer block that rule through bridgewater under the bus with his answer uh, mm, i'm gonna say blitz. He, he threw him under the bus. Hey, come on man no uh, oh, hold on uh, make sure I'm, I'm, I'm make sure it's in my final answer. <sighs> okay, why you think about it? I'm going to block it. I'm right. going to block it because Matt Rule kept it a buck, and mm-hmm. I I appreciate him keeping it a buck. If Teddy went a little rogue and he wasn't supposed to go rogue, mm-hmm. and they said we're gonna wait until the two after the two minute more warning to run this play, then you wait until after the two minute warning to run the play. I mean, I think that. In a situation where you go rogue, you have you have no choice but to get it right. For mm-hmm. example, Jeremy Chen went rogue earlier in the season. 
with the pump with the pump block right Mm -hmm. nobody started talking about that because he made the right decision Mm -hmm. if you go rogue you got to make the right decision if you don't go rogue then you get everything that comes with it including your coach saying this dude was tripping I'm a, yeah, I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm gonna go block, and it not only just with the answers that you said, but also, look, you you went risky the biscuit because I think, like you said, the uh, the discussions we were having about the the yeah. game, mm-hmm. so he went rogue because he's like, look, I got to change the narrative and doing that now. Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna go block. Yeah, he does. He deserved it, and plus, I I think with 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 Teddy. And that's that's just common sense. Even if you if you ain't even a great quarterback, you can just know, hey, the two minute warning is is an extra time out. Why would I like run a? That's that's. A free I guess he was thinking he could get an extra. I I think he thought he could catch the defense slipping. I think it was he wanted to like look. If we come out of here with a fresh set of downs, we good as opposed to just having two downs. Right. Before like so okay yeah you kind of swayed me to block uh, because I I think I went. Uh, blitz at first because I kind of hark harking back to uh earlier with the Brady Arian situation in in Tampa. I was like, look, publicly you you make it, make it seem like everything is great, but you know privately, look, I'm chewing you out. Like hey, you know better. You should do like we got a way of doing things. Like what the hell are you doing? The people, like, the people needed to know what happened. Yeah. All right, guys. Thanks for tuning into our show. Thanks again for Matt for being on here. Make sure you're following him on Twitter, Matt M-A-T-T-J underscore Morrison. We'll be here on ESPN 730 every Saturday at 1030. Uh, make sure you are going and following us on all social media and going to CarolinaBlitz.com for all of your Carolina sports news. Keep blitzing.